Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word, well, for your saving grace first, that, Lord, we can, we can stand here in your presence and open up your holy word and we can listen to, to stories of, of what you've done and who you are, Lord. Father, I ask that you will anoint me right now to speak your truth by the power of your Holy Spirit. We commit this time to you. Open our hearts to receive what you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, I thank the Lord too for healing, <laughs> that I can stand up here today. We've had um, a bit of a bumpy week with health, but um, thank the Lord for the rest as well that we've had. Um, sometimes it's a forced vacation from the busyness of life, isn't it? Sickness can be. Um, so it's amazing what's happened since the Lord gave me this topic. Today, um, I'm going to talk about the boat. The boat. We've just come back from conference, some of us, and um, that was very exciting, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> and we, we got to have three days of hearing these amazing stories of amazing ministries, people that um, the Lord has been using in amazing ways. Um, people have been planning churches, they've been on, on mission trips, planting schools, seeing people saved, healed, you know, all of that good stuff. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but when it can be, number one, really exciting to hear someone else's story of what God's been doing. And then sometimes we can think it's a little frustrating because we might have little things going on in our lives that we've been really praying for and we haven't sort of seen God move in it but we're still really, really encouraged. Can you think of any amazing, miraculous stories in the Bible, any of your favourites? Anyone got any favourites that really inspire you? The Baptist. John the Baptist? Yeah. Run is coming up and... uh, Yep. Thank you, Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Well, I've got one. It's one of my favourites, but it's also one that um, it inspires me, but it really challenges me. And it's when the disciple Peter walked on water. (laughs) Yes. Anyone done that? (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's... um, um, I want to look... Look at the story. I'll try not to be too long-winded. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Leading up to a story like that, as I was looking at it, thinking, what led up to that? What, what was going on in the scene? And, um, you know, uh, obviously Peter was pumped full of faith. So one event that had just happened was John the Baptist who was the cousin of Jesus, and he'd also been supernaturally used by God to prepare the way. He was, he was preaching that people needed to, to come and they needed to be baptised and repent of their sins because the heaven, kingdom of heaven was near. And then he introduced people to Jesus when he baptised Jesus himself. So what had happened, he was imprisoned 
and um, lots of circumstances happened and he was beheaded. So Jesus had just found out about that and I assume the disciples had just found out. Um, And it says, just leading up to it as well, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, I'll just read a little bit of that bit, but it said, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted, deserted place by himself. So he tried to go away by himself in a boat, which they often did. They used the boat to get away from the crowds. But then multitudes, the multitudes heard of that and they followed him along the shoreline and Jesus was moved with compassion. So he came onto shore and that's when he he, he, it said he healed the sick and he was there for quite some time during that day, even though he was grieving that John the Baptist has just been killed. And then that evening, he fed the crowd. So that was the feeding of the 5,000. So Jesus had just found out that very day. He tried to go away and grieve, but he was moved with compassion and he ministered anyway. And he fed the 5,000. So the disciples had had a very up and down day. They found out that John the Baptist had died and they probably were quite despondent about that because they probably thought that he would have a powerful ministry at the same time as Jesus, but cut short. And then Jesus has compelled the disciples when they said, what are we going to do about this crowd of people that needs to be fed? And Jesus said, you do it. So they're being compelled to get out of their their comfort zone and what they think is in the realm of possibilities. Jesus is expanding their horizons, which is amazing. So that evening they fed them and then we're going to look at, if you can go to the, the next slide, please, Dennis. So I'm going to read it out in the Amplified Bible. So Matthew chapter 14 starting at verse 22. Immediately, so that evening it was, immediately he directed the disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. While he sent the crowds away, so Jesus sent the crowds away. He sent the the disciples out first. Verse 23, after he had dismissed the crowds, He went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. So there there goes Jesus again, trying to get some space away from the crowds. When When it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was already a long distance from land. It was about three miles out, all the research that I did said. And it was tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. Next one, please, Dennis. Just read the whole story first. And in the fourth watch of the night, which is between 3 and 6 a.m., Jesus came to them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they said, Oh, that's really cool, Jesus. You're the Son of God. No. No. (laughs) they were terrified which is 
funny, it's great, I think, and said, it's a ghost. Of course, that's their first reaction. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, he didn't let them stay there. Jesus spoke to them saying, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately again, Jesus extended his hand and he caught him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. I love that. That was a good reaction, I think, in all of it. So um, can we go to the next one, please, Dennis? Thank you. So this is the Sea of Galilee. It's a little smaller than I would have hoped to, to come up on the screen. But um, some, some versions of the Bible call it a lake. But it was actually quite a big and deep body of water. And it was subject to, um, because of its elevation and where it's positioned in the mountains that were near it, it was subject to sudden and random strong winds. And it said it could produce waves up to 10 metres high. So they were um, at Bethsaida, the first top right cross that I've put on there, rather messily. Um, That's where they were when the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 happened. And they were heading to Capernaum, but the wind blew them off course a little. So that's just a bit of an idea of of where they were in that part of the world. So um, that's a lot of people. I was thinking, how was there wind and waves on a lake or a, a bed of water like that? It wasn't actually the ocean, but yes, historically. And the disciples, some of them were fishermen, so they knew that that was a possibility. Um, So next slide, please, Dennis. Thank you. So the first thing we want to note is Jesus shows up in the storm. So um, in, in that, we can see, I won't read it out again for time, but we notice when the storm happened, Jesus was there, wasn't he? He showed up. I I imagine that inside that boat, when the disciples got in there, I imagine they were probably both grieving on one hand for John the Baptist and really excited about what they had just seen Jesus do. Can you imagine that? They had this massive crowd and there was was no dial of pizza, anything like that. And um, Jesus said, you feed them. And a small boy provided... Only, you know, five loaves and two fish. And there were 12 baskets of leftovers after 5,000 men plus women and children on top of that were fed. So they'd be in the boat. They'd be really pumped, really excited. 
and um, probably trying to get a bit of rest in because they knew that Jesus had more tasks for them on the other side. And then all of a sudden, oh, a storm comes and then the boat's getting tossed around by these waves. And then in the, the still, still of the night, but in the midst of the storm, here comes Jesus walking on water. Could you imagine your reaction? I often think about what I, I... I think terrified would be the first reaction. Definitely. Totally out of the realm of um, normal possibilities um, for Jesus to come walking on the water. I could just imagine the expression on his face. But he was there. And you see in Matthew chapter 8, so they've had a previous time of seeing the authority of Jesus at work. I'll just I'll read it out really quickly. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. Now when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep, and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. So the men marvelled, saying, Who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obeys him. And another translation says, What sort of man is this? (laughs) I love it. He wasn't just a man, was he? The Son of God, He's God in flesh. Amazing. So, Jesus wasn't with them this time when the wind and the waves were happening, but He arrived in a great manner, didn't He? They were stuck in the middle, being tossed by the sea and the, and the wind. And it said the wind was against them. I feel like this is a picture of the church. And our lives, isn't it? When the disciples got into that boat to get away from the crowds for a while, they were gathering, they were telling stories about Jesus and they were encouraging each other and they were also fighting against the opposition. And life can feel like that for us, especially right now. If you, if you have a look at what's going on in the world, And look at that, you can feel like the world's against the church on every angle. But you know what? Jesus is here. Where where was the bumpy sea? Was under the feet of Jesus. And, And that's where our circumstances are. When we put Jesus as our Lord and Saviour in our life, we can put those bumpy circumstances under the feet of Jesus and sail straight across it like Peter did. Yeah. So what a wonderful reassurance to know that when our life gets choppy and we can't seem to get where we think we need to be, Jesus is there just where we need him. He's always there. But remember those circumstances in your life, being having Jesus in your heart and giving him your life doesn't mean there's no more choppy seas. What it means is Jesus is there to help you sail over the top of them. Yes.
and come out on the other side praising him. Next slide, please, Dennis. That's it. Thank you. So answer the storm with faith. That's what Peter did. Got a lot to learn. I I can reassure everyone I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm encouraging me with this as well. Try to do it, answer any storm in life with faith. So when they all, they were all terrified. It doesn't single out who wasn't terrified. It says they were all terrified. It's a ghost. But immediately Jesus said, take courage. It's I, do not be afraid. So Peter replied to him, I love it. Peter seems to open his mouth before he thinks. But this time it was a good instance of that, wasn't it? He's opened his mouth with faith. Faith came out. Lord, if it's really you, command me to come to you on the water. That's cool. It's amazing. And, and Jesus said, come. So Peter did. He got out of the boat onto the choppy waves and he stayed up for a while, didn't he? He stayed up. I, I just think that's great. So I think Jesus wanted to get the disciples ready to deal with things by faith when he was not going to be with them anymore in flesh. You see the the miracles building and this time it was more about what Peter could do. Yes, Jesus said, Jesus showed them he could walk on water but he's showing the disciples Peter can walk on water when he's carrying my authority. Imagine what we can do when we have Jesus in the form of the Holy Spirit in us and working through us. We don't just have the authority of Jesus on loan for a little while like the disciples did then. When they received the Holy Spirit and when we receive the Holy Spirit, we have him in us. The authority of Jesus. That is amazing. And I just want to encourage everyone with that. Next time a really choppy situation happens, try and just address it head on. Meet it head on. Don't run from it. Don't be fearful. Walk into it with faith. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Speak some things out. And remember... You have the same authority in you that Peter had on him when he was able to walk on water. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love that just just like in the boat, we come and we gather together and we share stories, don't we? We share stories of what's happened and we praise Jesus together. Um, Next slide, please. So keep your eyes on Jesus. So when he saw the effects of the wind, that's Peter, he was frightened and he began to sink. But he remembered to cry out, didn't he? Lord, save me. Because he knew Jesus could. And even though he wasn't a fisherman, sorry, he was a fisherman, Peter, 
um, it seems he didn't have a lot of um, success in keeping himself afloat. He needed Jesus. And Jesus immediately, I love that word, immediately, Jesus extends his hand and caught him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Yeah. Have you ever experienced that feeling when you've, you've been really full of faith for a miracle for someone? Yes, Lord, I believe you're going to heal them. And, and the moment you sort of step out to pray, you have these doubts. Oh, but last time I prayed for someone, I didn't see them get healed. And all, all this doubt starts flooding in. Well, you're in good company. <laughs> Excuse me. Only one cough, though. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Peter, Peter doubted. He just walked on water. That's incredible. And then he had a moment of doubt immediately after. So take courage. You know, in, a, in our journey of faith, there are times you're human, but just cry out to Jesus and he'll take you on forward to the next thing. So he showed all of the disciples, including those of us in future, who read the story later, what it looks like when we walk in the authority of Jesus, when we keep our eyes on Jesus. Ross and I spend quite a bit of time looking at the world, the news, Um, not on TV news, but news that's happening around the world because we consider it very, very important to keep our eye on what's going on in the world because of the times that we live in. And you can get bogged down in that. (laughs) You can do too much of it. Um, So here Peter reminds us to make sure we keep looking up, make sure for us that we're spending just as much time reading in the Bible what God's, how Jesus has the victory and what God's got in store for those who love him. Oh, thanks, Jen. I've actually got one down here, but thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, so very important to keep our eyes on Jesus. As soon as Peter took his attention off the Lord and started to go, oh, I'm going to sink, he did sink. Yeah, but um, even, even though Jesus rebukes him, I think it's a great lesson for us too. Yeah, he just said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Because Jesus knows what the potential is for us. He knew what the potential was for, Jesus, for Peter. Peter's potential, Jesus knew what was to come. He knew how powerfully he was going to use Peter. And I think Jesus loved that he was so impetuous and said, you know, tell me to come out there too. I think that's a great attitude because Jesus knew. Yeah, he was. He was the only disciple that stepped out of the boat. Exactly. And I think we need to focus on that. So keep pressing in, studying God's word. Make sure that's where you're looking the most. But also don't have your head in the sand. We do need to have a look at what's going on around us, especially um, when things so significant happen like they happened yesterday and are still happening today in Israel. Yes, it's very important.
Next slide, please, Dennis. Another important thing to do, get back in the boat. So when, when they got into the boat, they got into the boat. Notice Jesus got back in too. What happened? The wind ceased. So as soon as they were back in the boat, it calmed down. Um, I'm not saying that getting back in the boat makes the wind calm. That's not what happened, but um, that's what happened then. Because Jesus showed us previously that he did have authority over the wind and the waves. And then what did they do? Those in the boat, they worshipped him. And I I love what the Amplified Bible puts there with awe-inspired reverence. They didn't. They didn't just say, that was really cool, both of you. They were in awe. Suddenly the penny dropped. He's not just our Messiah. He truly, he is the son of God. That's great. So that's what they did in the boat. This miracle gave them the revelation that Jesus wasn't just the Messiah. He was the son of God. And it gave him understanding of his authority And like I've presented the boat like the church, I want to encourage you. Number one, don't stay in the boat. So we come here, we encourage each other, we learn more about the Lord, we hear about stories that um, has happened in our lives. I love sharing time. It's great. But don't just stay there. In your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, get out of your comfort zone. Tell someone about Jesus. Give to someone that's been mean to you. Do something extravagant. Step out of the boat for a moment and see what Jesus will do through you. That's my encouragement to me. That's my encouragement to you. So in conclusion, for Peter to walk on water, he needed to know and believe the authority of Christ. He needed to step out of his comfort zone, quite literally. (laughs) He needed to keep his focus on Jesus and he needed to humble himself enough to cry out when he stumbled. I think in our lives, there's lots of storms going on. Keep our, our focus on Jesus, but also know who you are and what you're capable of with Jesus in you, don't forget to step out of the boat. But when you have, come back on Sunday and tell us all about it because it will encourage us to do the same. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much that you chose us. We're just vessels, Lord, and we get to see your mighty hand work through our lives in big ways and little ways. But thank you that you encourage us, you forgive us, and you give us new opportunities if we fail, Lord, as well. Thank you so much that we are so privileged to have that happen in our lives. And I pray for each and every one of us here that this week there'll be a Peter walking on water moment in our lives where something truly miraculous will happen through us that we are not capable of in our own strength, but we'll be able to come back and give you all the glory for it, Lord, and encourage someone else in it. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.